Job ready? Employer says yes. This programme is presented by Eduvate, education and innovation. Hello, it's Jonathan Brill, and I'm talking to Parveen Danda from Tech Nation. Good morning, Parveen. How are you today? I'm very well, Jonathan. How are you? Good. We're talking about your relationship with entrepreneurs, your work, the way in which all of that is fashioned. You seem to be important, central to the world of uh, entrepreneurship in the UK. Tell me a bit, Parveen, about your background. Um, yeah, so I've always worked in the tech sector. Um, I started my career at ICL, supporting large tech vendors across the world, uh, implementing their, their projects. And um, I then was also had my own startup during the recession, which was a very interesting time. And now I support the UK's fastest scaling companies. Tell me about your own startup. How did you get into that? So I was working with with two guys. They were very keen to set up their own uh, business. Uh, so we used to work at the head office in in Barclays. Uh, back then, it wasn't very it wasn't very cool to work in in tech as it as it is now. So we were in the basement mm. of uh, the head office in in Barclays, and they came up with this concept of supporting companies during their migration of uh, software so for example ms microsoft software yeah. and it was migrating them to the latest uh, one so that that was the the startup did you find that an interesting time for yourself did you meet particular challenges within how you conducted yourself at work yes absolutely so at that time i was 30 years old the word startup, scale up wasn't really a thing. You would just say, oh, I have my own business. A lot of my um, my friends um, and colleagues never started their own business. So it was a, it was it was a risk for me. And uh, some people advised me against that. I also invested my own money uh, because back then you didn't really have, you know, VC money mm -hmm. and we were in a basement in in Farringdon so we weren't in one of these cool co-working spaces so it was a challenge because it was actually in some aspects very lonely because we didn't have you know this co-working um culture as we do today and I think the interesting um experience for me was that of you know being very resilient because when we launched the company it was in 2006 our first year, we were just shy of 1 million in revenue, so we were doing very well. And then the recession happened in 2008. And it was very much, you know, you know, my house was as collateral with the bank. We couldn't afford to pay some of the consultants at the time. Um, I had to forego, you know, my salary on a monthly basis. But, you know, it was really important for us to just keep going and just taking it uh, day by day. Fascinating. So was that one of the stimuli for you to work with Tech Nation? Does Tech Nation, in a sense, attempt to address some of these issues? Well, yes. I mean, uh, from 2008 and as to in terms of where we are now, the, the challenges, I would say, are, are very different. Yes, there is still the challenges of, of uh, raising funds, especially if you're outside of London. And where Tech Nation supports 
these companies is very much in terms of their uh, scale-up journey and, and their growth. So what we do is we will connect them with other companies that are also facing similar challenges um, where they can learn from each other. So we very much do peer-to-peer -peer learning, but we also bring in experts in terms of how do you raise your, your funding round, um, how do you choose your board, what is your marketing strategy and so forth. So what sort of people do you work with? Who are your co-workers? Uh, so my co-workers are a real mix, actually. It's a, it, I'm very fortunate to work in an organisation that, um, so we are government backed. So we do have some people, you know, that uh, manages that, that relationship with, with government. Um, we also have uh, those that do data analysis. So they do our mm. annual technation report where if you want to understand the state of UK tech you would very much look at the report we've got people that work in the marketing team and then I myself lead um, eight program leads to manage all the the programs as well so it's a very it's it's very mixed it's very diverse as well we've got people from different backgrounds predominantly I would say the the workforce is young well younger than me anyway so yeah it's a very exciting place to to work in. And what are the sort of younger people coming into the entrepreneurial field like? Who are they? What sort of issues concern them and indeed unite them? So I think what's interesting is, you know, people now actually understand what the word entrepreneur means, right? right. Um, and, uh, you know, you have people know who, um, say, Mark Zuckerberg is, Twitter, YouTube. Younger people are more familiar in terms of, you know, setting up your own business, whether you do that online or you could have a, you know, a physical space as well. So they're more aware. Of the culture of entrepreneurship, they're more aware of what it means because it's more out in the social space. Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. However, you need to be a bit careful because if you look at sort of Instagram or YouTube, it looks quite easy. And then you, you see that they can afford certain houses and a certain lifestyle. Um, if you look at, you know, in terms of YouTube, we still need to have more role models in terms of business as mm. well. So they're more familiar with tools and digital tools and so forth because they use them at schools and they use them uh, themselves, you know, with, with phones as well. And they're very encouraged to set up their own business. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that applies to everyone. So it depends, you know, what kind of school they go to and also who, who their own ro role models are. So some, it's, it's more encouraged to have more of a traditional career as well, you know, whether it's from the parents and so forth. Where do you think the schools differentiate? Why do you think that some schools are better than others when it comes to breeding an understanding of entrepreneurship? I'm guessing some of the schools, it's if they have um, certain courses or a part of their curriculum in terms of uh, entrepreneurship, so there'll be a greater awareness there. But it's also to have access to local businesses. So there is something called Founders for Schools, which is set up by Sherry uh, Kutu. Yes. Who's responsible for the scale-up report. And it encourages founders to actually go to the schools and talk about their own, their own journey. What sort of skill sets are you looking for from an entrepreneur? How are they balanced? What sort of 
hard skill sets do they have, digital understanding or whatever, and what sort of soft skills do they have? You mentioned resilience at the uh, start of this. Yes, that's correct. So if you're setting up, I mean, I'm speaking from a, a digital tech business, right? Uh, so you would need to have some technical understanding of skills or setting up that business, or you need to have access to those that have the technical skills, but very much about leadership. Um, so I would, you know, encourage your listeners, wherever they have an opportunity to lead, they, they should. Um, empathy as well and understanding, because if you're managing uh, teams, but also it's very much about understanding your user. So who is using uh, whether it's your app or your services is really understanding it from the user's perspective so you need to have that level of empathy as well and then finally i think it's this sense of yourself and self-awareness so you know none of us are, are brilliant at everything but it's actually really understanding your strengths and doubling down on those strengths and where you need to grow is be aware of them but surround yourself with people that are very good in those areas as well, where you can learn from them. That's a fascinating set of skills, which I would like to use as a template to run over some of the people who are in politics at the moment. But that's a, <laughs> another issue. If you don't have these skills, is the opposite the case? Therefore, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur? No. Jonathan, it's like anything in life. I don't think there's any hard or fast rule in terms of you have to be this type of person, so therefore you can then become X. You know, as humans, we all adjust, uh, which we are right now in terms of our circumstance. It's just that, you know, this sense of self-awareness will help you um, get there, I would say, a lot faster. So certain skills will help you to, you know, raise your game um, become more successful as well. And there's lots of books out there in terms of the growth mindset, in terms of understanding your values and understanding how your values can can change. So there's a great book. It's quite a big book by um, Ray Dalio uh, called Principles as well, which very much talks about values. And there's lots of books out there about growth mindset. Values and growth mindset seem to underpin the entrepreneur or even the would-be entrepreneur very strongly. Parveen, we're living in tricky times. At the time we are talking, the coronavirus is not yet at full strength, it is predicted, but will uh, continue from a peak for some time. How does this affect the world of entrepreneurs? Are they more vulnerable in the sense that some employers and employment will help uh, people out who are having to work from home, but no one's going to help the entrepreneurs because there's no source of income in that way? How do you see that working? Well, entrepreneurs are very resilient and very adaptable. They are very used to dealing with certain situations, whether it's we need to get our fundraising, our cash flow isn't right. Uh, we're scaling at such a phenomenal uh, rate. The, some of the companies we support, they're international companies, so their workforce, it's a, it's a global workforce. They're very accustomed to dealing with difficult, difficult challenges. And I think with entrepreneurs, they will adapt um, accordingly. Do you think governments can do more to help with 
financial relief at this time or do you think it'll be every person for themselves? Well, I think the government is very much monitoring the situation day by day. I mean, only yesterday, where we are now, two days ago, the situation was very different to as to what it was yesterday, as to what it's going to be today. And we are in unprecedented times where we've not really dealt with something like this. Yes, we had SARS uh, before this. Yes. However, I think, you know, with the, with the spread of the virus, um, all governments around the world are, are trying to deal with the situation. Parveen, so thinking about the future of work, how you see the working landscape change in terms of robotics, in terms of artificial intelligence, what sort of views do you have from your perspective in Tech Nation? So I believe there needs to be a, a greater understanding within schools in terms of technology with, with AI and um, uh, robotics will be growing even even more. But this will be disrupting certain industries uh, more so. So, you know, very much the, the healthcare sector, manufacturing, legal, and so forth. So it's important for young people to have an awareness of what skills are required um, going forward and how industry will, will change. So what you're suggesting is that this is as much white-collar disruption as blue-collar disruption? I believe so. I believe there'll be dis disruption throughout. Um, but it won't happen overnight. As with most disruptions, sometimes you just don't notice that, that, it's, that it's happened and how it's impacted our lives. And I remember when the introductions of apps happened, I don't believe at that moment that they realised how much of an impact it would have, especially with social media. Um, from a societal point of view, especially. One of the issues that we have is that the independent learning that's needed to get a grasp of what personal strategies you might have to adopt is not something that can be taught. It's not something that teachers or careers advisors can put over. It's something that young people themselves have got to discover. Would you agree with that? Yes, I believe so. I think, you know, teachers are becoming a bit more educated in terms of, you know, the industries and the impacts. A lot more needs to be done. And, uh, you know, universities have um, fairs with, with certain industries. I believe they need to introduce more tech uh, companies, especially that are in AI, data scientists and so forth so young people can understand those industries more but i would just encourage young people if they feel inspired by a company or they have heard of a company is to reach out to them um you know try and do some work experience with them and so for example i had my 14 year old niece come and do a work experience um, and she loved it. She um, she found it really interesting, especially doing. She was even involved in doing some user testing uh, for for a report which we're launching as well. Parveen, I understand that you have a tool within Tech Nation called the Digital Business Academy. Could you tell me a bit about that? Yes, absolutely. It's a free online tool um, to help upcoming entrepreneurs and their teams to understand a bit more in terms of how to scale um, and grow their businesses. So we have a number of courses. We actually have 25 
thousand entrepreneurs in training and each course is is approximately 15 minutes you can do it on your phone or on your laptop and the courses really range in terms of um where you want to improve so for example one could be how do you put together your newsletter and we bring in key experts to tell you how to do that let's conclude around this area you've got a young person in front of you a young adult they're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur and they're kind of on the cusp they've got a good idea but they're not sure if that world's for them if you're about to take the jump then consider this what would you say to them I would say take the jump, but do it in the sense where it's, it doesn't have to be, you have to become an entrepreneur and there's no other option for you. You can do it as a side hustle, right? So my, if you do have a business idea and you want support, there is a lot of support out there. You just need to, need to Google it. There's a lot of um, events in London. I think there's one, you know, there's three, uh, every evening uh, that you can tap into. There's also a lot of networks supporting young entrepreneurs as well. Um, So, you know, we're now hearing of 13 to 14 year olds um, going on coding courses or coding boot camps. Um, So it's, it's just to find out what's out there and then just tapping into that and see if that that works for you. But I would encourage any young person to to look at uh, starting a business or working for a company as well. So working for a startup um, as well, because the experience that you will learn uh, will be invaluable to you, regardless of what career you, you choose. I've been talking with Parveen Danda, who is offering advice to young people from a wealth of information and background that she has. Young people, young adults who might be going on into entrepreneurship. Parveen, it's been a fascinating discussion. Thank you so much. Thank you. You'll find us online at eduvate.biz. Job ready. Employer says yes.